Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Front Row Seat Podcast, episode 57. I am Noah Alvarez. I'm Jacob Fanshawe, your favorite host of this show. Right on. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> Self-proclaimed, kidding. okay. Just kidding, just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, that's fine. No, that's fine. Um, please like, please subscribe, please follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you guys again. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. You have uh, quite a bit of stuff to to talk about this episode. Not as much sports heavy as the last few episodes have been, which is, I think, nice for the non-sports listeners. Well, no, you're right. We we do have a lot to talk about, and this was a really tough decision that you and I yeah. had to come upon. Right. So, it is with the heaviest of heaviest hearts that we here at the Front Row Seat Podcast, despite all of our massive success and awesome following and thousands and legions of uh, followers and DMs that we get on the daily... This show has just become too taxing on our mental mm-hmm. and physical and above all else, emotional health. So we will have to discontinue the Front Row Seat podcast. Uh, we are unsure of whether or not we will begin recording under a new moniker or a new name. But we just want to let you guys know 57 episodes we felt was long enough to share the story <laughs> that was Jacob and Noah yeah. and their wild ride. It's been a fun ride. It has. I will oh, say absolutely. That. We've had some great moments. I think at once this episode goes up, maybe we'll put together like a compilation episode of some Ooh, of our best yeah. moments just to really commemorate it yes. and let you guys know. Alec, we're sorry that you're not going to have anything to listen to when you walk your dog. Dallas, mm. shout out to Dallas. Shout Hope out he's to doing Dallas. well. Yeah. Uh, Emily, we're sorry that we'll no longer be able to keep you laughing, laughing and <laughs> feelings of non-loneliness. Chris, buddy. You are the craziest motherfucker I know on Twitter. Yeah. Like, literally, out-of-pocket shit on the daily. I'm sorry. That Remember, you're... we can see what you reply and <laughs> like. Uh, we're, we're just, we're all sorry. Uh, shout out to Utah. We're, 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 we're sorry that we're discontinuing our Salt Lake or Utah State. I don't even know if she listens anymore. U- Utah State <laughs> presence. Yeah. Um, we're, we're just sorry for everyone that we're going to let down. But hey, rather than be sad, we're going to go out. With a bang. With a bang, literally. And I think... What a perfect segue. It wasn't quite a bang, but it was definitely the slap heard around the world. Yes. Uh, if you were unaware, this previous Sunday was the Oscars. Who mm-hmm. really gives a fuck? I don't, personally. Did you? It's not. No, I, I don't. didn't even know it was on, to be honest. I don't know who hosted. I'll say I, this again. Oscars isn't meant for people like us. It's meant for uppity, the Hollywood rich, white. Nah, it doesn't have to be white, but just uppity, rich folk who care about that kind of crap. Like you said, Hollywood as well. But even, I, I feel like Hollywood gets it wrong sometimes. I remember the biggest, you know, discrepancy was Leonardo DiCaprio, right? It took years for him to get his first Oscar. Sometimes I feel like, at least hearing other people talk about Oscars, you have to reach a certain age limit or do so much in Hollywood before you can get nominated. But he definitely had better movies than The Revenant, or better roles than The Revenant. Oh, I don't know, dude. The Reven- his role in The Revenant was pretty fucking sweet, but, but I do not, agree. Have he, you seen he Django? Had... Like, Django should have gone Django alone. and Chained was great. Yeah. Uh, of course, um, he could have uh, gotten a lot more awards for wh- different movies. What's that one movie that every business major in the world has like cited as? Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, <laughs> I love how you knew that. That's where I was going with citing. That's that. why I invest in penny stocks, bro. I fucking hate you. <laughs> sell me this pen. Um, no, Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. was a well-established veteran, grade A plus mm-hmm. actor, and the fact that it took all the way to the Revenant. And I bet you this is a discussion for some Hollywood film buffs mm-hmm. that will go down the rabbit hole. I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's like some weird backroom casting couch-esque type of like, I'm sure. oh, you want an Oscar? 
prove it. I mean, dude, Harvey Weinstein Bend over and do some stuff, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, not that Leonardo DiCaprio took penises up his ass, but, like, right. I'm just saying. Figure, or, li- yeah, Well, I feel like for women, it's probably a literal thing, as we saw with Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein yeah. and, like, the amount of women that stepped forward. But Hollywood itself as a whole, like, I think what people forget, yeah. And you see it a lot. Like, I see it a lot with, like, the K-pop stands. Like, yeah. I, I know a few girls from high school that they've, they've become hardcore. Which, hey, nothing against what you like. You enjoy what you like. Kalina, shout out to Kalina. Hope you're doing well. Um, I, I think more so what it is is, and, and you see it with, like, fandom, like, USC or Dodger fans. Correct. It's like, we sometimes, you, you're so much of a fan or, or you want to see an industry do so well that sometimes you'll turn a blind eye to some of its less... Ugliness? how do you say less acceptable and or what's the word I'm looking for? Like basically Hollywood's not nice. Like I don't know why we think Hollywood's full of moralistic people and people that do good because they don't. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure the Oscars is very much an old boys club. Yeah. If anything. So very, you know, I know they've tried to be more inclusive and they have not all their voters are old white members, but you know, they're still very oriented towards that. And um, so, yeah, both of us, just to kind of get back on track, both of us didn't watch it on Sunday. But, of course, if you're on social media, you even if you you're not on social media, I feel like you heard about it, uh, Will Smith had an altercation with Chris Rock. And if you want to give a whole play-by-play, essentially Chris Rock made a G.I. Jane joke. If you never saw the movie, it's about a... I don't even know what it's about, but I just know that main actress... <laughs> sorry, I know the main actress shaved her head for the role, right? She had a buzz cut. And, you know, I I personally know... I think we both personally know a lot of women who have shaved their head. I wouldn't I feel say like I it's, know a lot, but I've known one in my life. I know a handful. I know a handful of oh, women. One. But I, I just think... I don't want to say it's a common or popular style, but it's definitely not, like, completely... If this was, like, the 60s, sure, maybe it would be more a little rare for you to see a bald-headed woman like that however i feel like in today's society it's more common anyways this main actress in the movie gi jane she had a shaved head jada smith which is will smith's wife right she is battling a condition i don't even figure out the name Mm. of it or remember the name alopecia alopecia there you go so she has trouble with hair loss like she's actually losing her hair so she decided to shave her head and rock a buzz cut to the oscars now, Chris Rock made a joke directed at her saying, you know, Jada, I'll, I'll catch you in the next G.I. Jane j- movie, right? Kind of making a joke at a haircut. And uh, that's kind of when everything, the first domino fell there, right? That's when the bodies hit the floor. Basically. And a couple seconds later, as Chris Rock was proceeding to get onto the rest of the act that he was going to give or the jokes that he was going to lay out, Will Smith proceeds to walk up on stage, and it's it's in a weird, you know, if you saw the clip, it almost looks fake, it looks staged, Chris Rock has his hands behind his back, so, you, you know, he clearly didn't know what was happening, mm, Yeah. A- and then Will Smith just walks up to him, and he gets, you know, as close as we are together in this, uh, in this car, he gets that close to him, and he just, pow, gives him a right hand slap to the face, open palm, you know, it wasn't a punch, it wasn't a pimp slap, you know, he gave him, you know, the, the palm, and um, La Palma. and he, he kind of lo- he didn't step into it, but you could tell he, he threw his hips into it because you know there, there's a I saw I watched some screenshots and like his hips were facing the other way. Oh, you've you've seen he, the John Boy breakdown? Yeah, basically. Uh-huh. So he put like I said, even though he didn't step into it, he definitely put a lot of momentum behind that swing, and then he proceeded just to walk off. And obviously, Chris is just like wow, like wow, like Chris or Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. And I think you know when you first watch that video. 
because I think the first video I saw was in the John Boy video. Well, I didn't. He, I don't know if he made a real video breaking it down. I was he just did. describing. It. Oh no! Yeah, he did. Oh wow! He. I thought it was great. I, I was glad that he did it because oh, it. He was like four and a half minutes long, but if you have a chance, watch it. John Boy Media on Twitter. We're not sponsored by him at all, but he gives a great breakdown because it goes uh, scene by scene. But anyways, then Will Smith proceeds to walk off. Chris Rock is in shock. I think everyone watching is in shock. Please silence your phone. And I think at that point, too, you think it's kind of staged. You know, this is a... I thought 100% it was fake when I first saw it on Twitter that evening. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't... No, you know you know how I heard about this, actually? Yeah. I love being a, uh, <laughs> a AM radio listener. I heard oh, it on okay. uh, the Ben Mallard show. They were doing their rundown, and like he made a joke about Will Smith. And I was like, what? Like This is the second time I heard a reference of Will Smith today. So I was like, something happened. Yeah. And I went on Twitter, and I saw it, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, you know, I heard about it, actually, because I don't watch the Oscars either. I was, I'm in a group chat on Instagram because, um, for the high school football team, right? And most of the high schoolers are on Instagram, so I think that's just the best way to contact from coaches to players there. Wow, what a creepy guy. I, no, it's not creepy. It's not nothing creepy at all. It's just, hey, practice is canceled, practice is this. Because sometimes they don't respond to their texts. It's weird. This generation is just different as far as how they reply to things. Right. Anyways, stupid. Instagram, in that chat, I get a notification. One of the kids says, Will Smith, what is he doing? And I, I just, you know. I think someone, the next comment reply was, oh, he's on the Dodgers. <laughs> so thinking, oh, they're just making a joke about the baseball Will Smith. I thought something happened in the spring training game Me or too. something. Me too. So I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I went on Twitter, and sure enough, the first five tweets I see on my timeline are Will Smith, but there's no video. So now I'm curious. Right. Because it's like, all right, it's clearly like the actor Will Smith did something. And, you know, even watching the whole video... You know, there's a lot of actors that we personally don't know, but they have a really good reputation, being a nice, easygoing guy. I would say Will Smith falls into that category. Like, I don't think anyone's well, ever... Well, he was until all the facts came out that Jada was, like, having sexual affairs with lots and lots of men, and, like, yeah. he kind of just accepted that, and... Oh, of course. I, I but that, know. even then, like, I would say... You know what? I can't I would speak say mo- on that. I would say I most... I don't can't speak on that. I would say most men, having heard that and most of that information getting aired out, he could have probably handled that a lot worse. I think Wait, Will Smith, are you talking about the slap or like the fact that his wife was fucking? The fact everybody? that his wife was cheating on him. The fact that his wife cheating on him became so public, you know, he could have had an angry tirade. It's huh? literally been memed. I know, that's what I'm like, saying. I, I just think but even like how I saying he held all that, handled all that, it was very calm. He didn't blow up, he didn't like curse anybody out, he didn't have any, you know, angry tirades. Like Will Smith is Quote unquote, I don't even want to say this term, but he just, I would say he's like a, 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 like a, what do you call that? A class A citizen or something like that? A class A citizen? I mean, we don't know the guy. But that's what I'm saying, from what we are exposed to. What we're allowed to see. For what we're allowed to see, from how he presents himself. Hey, he's a stand up family guy. He's and a stand up family guy. He's a comedic legend. He's a very successful comedian, actor. Slash rapper, he's made mu- he's done in a lot of different lanes. Would you really lanes. call him a rapper? He has a couple good songs. That he I started heard. off as rapping. I would say I think that's how Will Smith broke into the industry. He's by rapping. Okay. Yeah, before French Prince, he was rapping, and then I think he stopped rapping because I don't think he realized. Well, he, I don't want to say he wasn't as good, but I realized I think he realized it wasn't his strongest ability. I like it. I like it. Picasso. Picasso. So, anyways, okay. I just thought. You know, Will Smith, like I said, I don't ever put celebrities or coaches or players on a pedestal. But Will Smith is somebody I definitely thought highly of. And to see him react in that kind of way, I think has more information. I mean, we're recording this on a Thursday now. So a lot of information has been 
released. Well, he's already apologized. Right. And there's been more videos. Like I said, the John Boy video, I think that came out later that night on the Oscars. There's just different angles. I think one of the more surprising ones, at least in John Boy's breakdown of it, when Chris Rock first lands that joke, the G.I. Jane, Jada, Chris, or Will Smith is seen laughing. There's a clip of him laughing at the joke. But right next to him, you could see Jada very like upset. So I'm not saying Jada told Will to slap him. I'm not saying Jada convinced him or had something to do like, hey, go like punish him for saying that. But I think something had to been said because Will Smith was first laughing. So he found the joke funny. But then his wife must have had some sort of influence or just said something to him in his ear that we could we didn't see. There was no film of it. And that's what made him decide to walk Shaking up on stage like head, that. Shaking my head. Freaking women causing world wars and issues. That's why men rule the world. That's why men rule the world. Because women just stay creating conflict. They feed off of conflict. They're energy vampires. It's crazy. <laughs> it's freaking crazy. I don't think any woman has uh, started a war, though. I'll say that. Are you kidding me? Does Helen of Troy not ring a fucking bell? The Trojan fucking war? I don't even know Helen of Troy. I thought it was off a horse. Wait, are you, are you dead serious right now? The Trojan, yeah, I don't know who Helen is. Bro, I don't... Have you not know, ever seen the movie Troy? No, I've never seen the movie Troy. Do you know about Achilles? The Greek guy? Oh my god. Achilles heel. That is a... He's uh, a Greek legend or a Greek... No, Achilles heel. Heel, not... The guy is named Achilles. Right. He fought in the Peloponnesian War, which is... I, okay, sorry, we're just going to dive... We're, we're gonna, we're, I don't know much about Trojan history. No, oh, not Trojan history. It, it's called the Peloponnesian War, and it's between the Greeks. Is. Well, it's some area. Fuck, whatever. This girl, Helen, she was fucking stolen. They, okay. they, they snuck her out in the middle of the night. Who they, stole her? The Greeks. Men. What? Oh, yeah. So men started the oh, war. Oh, my God. All right, hey, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll try to be funny. Fuck it, mo- moving past the point. I got to explain to you the Trojan horse now. I thought you knew. So the Trojans made this horse. Yes. And they're like, oh, her, her, like... Here's a Truce. fucking gift. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of men. We're going to slaughter you. But you took our, like, queen. You guys won. War's over. And then they snuck the horse in. And they popped down in the middle of the night. And they got them all. Yeah. But Achilles was the Greek dude that was dipped in, like, the river. That he was made invulnerable. But it's called Achilles' Hill because when There's he was dipped. spot, yeah. Di- yes. But Achilles fought in the Peloponnesian War. Okay. And Helen was the woman that was the war that was fought over. So, yes. In historical context, women do indeed cause war. I would still say the blame is on the men who kidnapped Helen. No, no, no. It's clearly the woman. Okay. Clearly the women. Anyways. So, I think Jada, though, has part of responsibility for starting this little altercation. Um, but, I, 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 honestly, I think, at least Chris Rock. Let's talk about Chris Rock, because I think he handled it well. I don't know what I would do if I was in that situation. He had his hands behind his back, so you could tell he was clearly not expecting a any sort of assault but you know if a grown man slapped me i want to say i would rush him but i would definitely be like i would look at him sideways and i'd definitely like take a couple steps towards him and especially if he was walking away i'd be like yo 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 that's like what 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 was that about so i think he handled that very professionally obviously he had a job to do by presenting an award yeah but it just it felt weird it felt it it felt staged it was a surreal moment of course it still feels staged can't believe it really happened yeah that was are we living in a simulation well, we've already, we've always been living. Did in 2012 this we jump into a different universe? So 2012 is a cutoff date. So if this simulation ended, I'd still only be in middle school. That's rough. No, no, or no, high no. School? Well, if, 2012. You're freshman. Have in you high heard school. about the Mandela effect theory? The Mandela effect theory? Yeah. I well, mean, is it you've a, heard about the Mandela effect, right? Yeah. It's, there's uh, a theory surrounding the Mandela effect. I think effect. there's just people just misremembering small details. That's what I think. 
So this is a theory, and actually shout out to Alexis O'Neill. Her YouTube page actually put me onto this, and I went down the rabbit hole myself. Use your chapstick right now on air. Use your finger though, right? Nope. I'm gonna apply it Don't directly it to onto lip. my Come lips. On. Directly. I don't know where your lips have been. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Anyways, Alexis did this cool YouTube video. She's a YouTuber. Go check her out. She did this video on the Mandela effect and how people remember certain things like Bernstein bears. A lot of us people remember them spelled being B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. But now they're they're spelled S-T-A-I-N. So it looks like Bernstein. Anyways, um, they did change it. There's, there's a lot of small, subtle differences, whether it's with the Monopoly guy having a monocle or no monocle, Kit Kat having a hyphen or no hyphen. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? Kit Kat's always had a hyphen, and the Monopoly guy's always had a monocle. See, but if you if you got a Kit Kat, there's no hyphen on it now. So the theory is behind the Mandela effect and why we remember all these things differently, and it, like I said, Alexis put me onto this, there's a theory that in 2012, while the world didn't end, because you know how the Mayas predicted the world ended, it didn't end... But you know how time is like constant, like moving, like time is not linear. Time is like whatever. T time is opposite of linear, right? Time so, doesn't even exist. So our timeline, our universe in 2012 jumped into another universe right next to ours. And everything almost feels the same, but there's some small subtle differences like the Bernstein Bears, like the Kit Kat with the hyphen, like stuff like that. And that's the theory. And I thought that was pretty trippy because there is a lot of... Um, People who recall certain things being spelled a different way or have you know, logos a different way. Another big one's like Fruit Loops, was it spelled with two O's or was it spelled actually like Fruit, U-I-T. Um, and so there's small things like that um, that I think is pretty trippy. I think the actual trippiest one is... Well, why does it have to be trippy though? Why, can't, why couldn't they have just redesigned their brand? But then there would have been evidence somewhere on the internet. If you would have Googled, hey, did Bernstein Bears change their name at some point in history? No, it's like... If you looked at it in Google, it's always going to say S-T-A-I-N. And I just think it's weird that, you know, everyone I've come in contact with, I even told this to my mom and she was like, no, it was definitely S-T-E-I-N. And I was like, see, and everyone remembers it E-I-N, but for some reason now it's A-I-N and there's no recollection, no history, no online proof that it was E-I-N. So I think that's kind of trippy. Anyways. I forgot how we got into this, but the Mandela effect. Well, you Check asked it out. if the simulation is, real. is broken, and I and I yeah. and I argue that we've been in the simulation forever. That we never really got out of it. That mm. when we die, the machine is just going to open, and it's going to be like, "Okay, are you ready to live your real life?" In which case, I hope I, not. I, in which case, I will just gladly pick up the gun and blow my fucking head. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Now, Kurt Cobain, myself, real quick. I wouldn't want to do this again. Something in the way. Did you see Batman? No. Really? That's a really fucking watch, long movie. I don't really watch movies like that. It's a fucking long movie. I, you, you, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We're going to take many steps back. You don't really watch movies like that, yet you long. sat through Avengers Endgame? True. But Are you not a fucking superhero fanboy, dude? I'm not a superhero fanboy. I do appreciate the movies. Yeah, However, see, I, I don't. It's, it's cinematic greatness is lost on me because I just can't get over... Robert Pattinson played an okay Batman. You know? Can I compare it, though? Like, at least the Avengers and Endgame and Infinity War, while they were long, they had to build it. I did... Yeah, it's called five years. They made you fucking wait. It was probably longer than that. I think the first Iron Man was, like, 2007 or eight. Bad. Like, I was I was barely starting high school when that first Iron Man came out. And then the first Hulk was, like, 2005. Gosh. So, 
you know, but I had watched all the Iron Mans, all the Captain Americas. I watched all the Thors, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, but you draw a hard line on Batman. No, I'm just saying there was a buildup. So when, obviously, Infinity War happened, you're damn right I'm going to sit through Endgame because I already put so much time in. There's no point of me, like, getting to this close to the finish line and not crossing that finish line. That's how I felt about it. Batman, this is a new Batman. I also feel indifferent about the Batman series because, like, one, I get that actors have contracts and they sometimes don't always want to play a certain part, but I really think Christian Bale was the best Batman of our lifetime. I know older people will say, you know, other names that were in the 80s and 90s, but we never watched those movies, so I can't speak from experience. But even watching Ben Affleck, do yeah, I got this new thing. But even watching Ben Affleck play Batman, it just didn't feel right. I was like, who the fuck is this imposter? You know, Batman. Christian Bale did like the deep voice thing, like the way he carried himself. That just felt like Batman to me. Now that they had Ben Affleck, and then now they have this Robin, like they had the dude from Twilight. Come on, now, I know there's like I know the superhero stands are like no, but he does actually a good job in Batman. Sorry, bro, like he's he's a Twilight dude. Like I I, I wouldn't be able to take that Batman serious. I don't know. The movie is just too fucking long. Yeah, that's all I've got to say on it. The, no the, the, Rid, the Riddler scenes were cool. I yeah. thought I thought the scenes involving the Riddler and like all of his nefarious activities those were cool. Yeah, Zoe, what's her name? Zaldana Kravitz no Zoe no, Kravitz Zoe Kravitz isn't it is Zoe it? Kravitz uh, is it Zoe Kravitz is she married to Lenny Kravitz <laughs> well I, I thought Catwoman is, is Zoe Saldana or Zoe Kravitz I don't know but that was mid everyone was like oh my god yeah oh yeah the Katusi you know it's like what <laughs> and then I see the movie and I was like what? <laughs> what this is what all the nerds are fucking hot about like no wonder why you guys They're are fucking nerds, nerds. Yeah. yeah no wonder you guys are fucking nerds virgins or yeah, close go to it go feel grass and hug a woman for once <laughs> Jesus Christ that's not your mom yeah but anyways I thought for who Batman is supposed to be like a sullen, angsty teenage boy because he saw his parents die. Yeah. Robert Pattinson did that pretty well. Well, not teenage boy. He was a grown man. But it's like a young adult. Uh, yeah. He was like in what, in his 20s? I mean, I thought Pattinson's... Nice. Ah! I thought Pattinson's acting wasn't terrible. It was, See, he didn't bomb. True. But he didn't, like, I didn't leave the theater going, wow, like, he carried that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, solid 7.5 out of 10. So if you're going to go watch Batman... And see, for a three-hour movie, like, I don't want to see a seven and a half. I'd want something more than that. You know what movie that was really good that was three hours that didn't have much buildup, but the it was Godfather. still good? No, I'm going to say King Kong. King Kong, the first King Kong? Uh, not the first, I guess. The, well, the, one the first of my life. Yeah, the first of my lifetime. Um, Jack yeah. Black. I want to say it was 2005 or Adrian 2006. Adrian Brody, yes. Yeah, that was, a good, that was a great cinematic movie. I know King Kong's done been done many of times but that just felt like a really great experience that was a fun movie i st- i don't like bugs because of that movie what they fell anyways. down that giant hole and there's a bunch of bugs in there i remember anyways just to circle it back to um the oscars i don't know let us know what you think on twitter if you have an opinion about the will smith situation i guess i'll ask you this you know let's say chris what would you have done yeah chris alec because you guys are oh, both married, are married men yeah these are both married men and even i'll ask you this jacob right here right I'm, now i'm married to the game you're not no well, no it's not even married but let's just say you know you and a female are together it doesn't have to be anything you know super specific but you guys are just together you guys go to an event together you guys don't even have to be dating but you guys are going to an event together and let's just say a, I wouldn't say a friend, but someone you kind of know makes a joke at the woman that you're with, right? And you, and at first you laugh, right? At first you laugh at the joke, but clearly she's upset by the joke. 
and she says something to you. She didn't say go hit him, but she's like, I didn't like that joke. What is your next step if you hear that from your oh, woman? I'm telling you exactly what my next step is. I'm okay. going to get up, look this gentleman in the eyes, whip my dick out, and slap him across the face. <laughs> and then holster my weapon <laughs> and be and look and turn to, turn to my woman and be like, I've defended your honor. And then we're going to go Seriously, though. Seriously. I'm serious. You think I'm lying? You, you would seriously I will whip assert, your dick out. I will assert male dominance. Yikes. Okay. Because I'm not an athlete. I'm an alpha elite. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I saw a guy wearing a sweater that said that I work yesterday. I have that. I have you the, have that? I have a shirt oh, like my that. God. It's so a brand. It's a gym brand. Please throw it away. Please throw it away. You're it's... such a fucking tool if you wear that. Like, unironically. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dope um, brand. Okay, it's right. alpha elite. I think that's cool. Yeah, Jesus. You know, right, anyways. Way to let everyone know you have little dick energy, Noah. Little dick energy. Hey, 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 hey. Um, no, okay, all jokes aside, it depends on, like, well, no, it doesn't depend on the severity of the joke. Uh, would I have reacted like Will Smith? No, but I also, I think Chris retweeted this tweet where it's just like, the Will Smith reaction is just an, it's a, uh... Dude, Will Smith had gotten a lot of shit. Like, dude, some yep. of the memes about Will Smith were not kind. Oh, of course. Especially about the whole, like, his wife fucking people that August, were tw- right? 21 youngers. Yeah. Tw- or 20 years younger than him. And, like, like he's, he went he's through dealt it, with dude. a lot of shit. He's dealt with a lot, and I think it bottled up. And just on mm-hmm. the national stage like that, like, you the know. The world's so, watching. Yeah, and, yes, it's a joke at, well, it's a joke at your wife's expense, which you're a self-proclaimed, like, my wife is my everything and, like, all this. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he was, his hand was forced to do something whether or not he really wanted to did he mean to slap him i don't know would i have slapped someone no because i think i most of my trouble that i get into is with my mouth not my hands or fist Mm -hmm. so i have this expert ability to talk my way into bullshit and talk my way out of bullshit so Mm. depending on the severity of the joke i don't know like if you're with a girl that's like i don't know has a history of sexual trauma and harassment and somebody makes a really out of pocket like rape joke or just something like just you know not not okay maybe you need to tell your buddy on the side like hey dude like you need to watch what you say around this person because i don't appreciate it they don't appreciate it no one else wants to hear that filth or you kind of just need to just leave remove yourself from that situation i i have no idea what the parking situation is like at the oscars so i don't know how <laughs> how fast will smith might have been able to go get his car from the valet but you yeah. know I, I don't know it, it i think everyone handles confrontation significantly different than uh, everyone else. Like, oh, of course. I, I think you and I, when it comes to confrontation, aren't very confrontational people. Right. Like, I'm loud, but I've never been a person to, like, get up in your face like, what's up, bro? I'm an alpha elite, bro. Like, yeah. what's up? What's up? Yeah. Like, I'm not that person. Yeah, neither am I. And I don't even think... I will fight I, if I have to. Like, I'm not going to just get my ass kicked. But, but I also think... But you know, I'm, not, I'm not going to go out of my way and look for a fight. I'm going to always try to diffuse the situation before yeah. I escalate it. There's very, yeah, exactly. I think we're both more communicators than we are physical. I think we'd rather communicate with our words and our hands. Let's say that. Because um, we're both, I think, we're both good communicators. So we would try to de-escalate the situation that way. And there's, I have tried to situ- de-escalate situations like that in the past. There's nothing but, in this world that cannot be solved between two, two cold beers being shared over some music and a sunny day. What if that person doesn't drink? Then you give them a nice cold glass of water and you, you hammer <laughs> out the issues. Or iced tea lemonade. Iced tea lemonade. I or like both. That. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. I like Arnold Palmer's. G- give them an old Arnie and be like, let's talk about this situation. <laughs> let's right talk now. about it. Um, Yeah, I can't think of many reasons I would want to slap somebody like that either. 
And well, good. We're good people. We're going to move on. Will Smith, you're an okay guy. Maybe don't slap people yeah. on I still love Will Smith. Audiences. Will Smith holds a dear well, spot in my heart for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Kind of like for you said, I'm legend. I neither love nor hate celebrities. Like, yeah. I love Tom Hanks. And if Tom Hanks came out to be a pedophile, I'd be pretty devastated. Not going to lie. Yeah. Not, I'm, I guess it's ironic that I'm saying that sentence and I'm following it up with that. But other than that, makes no difference. Will Smith right. could have fucking gone up there and grabbed him by the nuts and I still would be like, hey, I'm streaming Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> like, it, as long as you're not diddling kids or just doing some really fucked up shit. Killing people. Eh. Wow, okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. nah. So the line just didn't leak kids up. Anyways, anyways. That's a good fucking line to have. It is. No, you Cross right. that line, we can't associate, buddy. You want to murder people? Go right ahead. We'll, we'll have a beer right after you get done doing the killing. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. Yeah, that, I think that's uh, enough on the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. Also related to the Oscars, I did want to kind of mention and throw out there. Every year... The Grammys are coming. Well, yeah. But I just... I was going to say this about the Oscars. Every year, I see the Oscar nomination movies... Mm. And I think, like I said earlier, the Oscars and the movies that get nominated are never really for people like us. Especially, but Have you ever heard the term Oscar bait? No. Uh, it's movies that are made that like are kind of, from my understanding of it, it's like they're like super socially or politically charged movies. So like mm. 12 Years a Slave, when that came out, they, that was being advertised, or not advertised, but like there was talks of like, this That's, is Oscar bait. Yeah. Mm. 12 Years a Slave. It's dealing with slavery. Like, it was an A-list cast. Like, it's it's just, movies that you look on paper and you're like, fuck. Like that. But I just... Okay, so I think that's weird because, like, let's just say from our friend groups, right? The most talked about movie last year was No Doubt Spider-Man, right? My Every, friend group? I, I just yeah. think in, in friend group and social media in general. I don't think well, anyone talked media, about... Yeah. I don't think anyone talked about Spider-Man more than any other movie. But did Spider-Man get nominated for, like, any of the big top awards no i'm gonna assume no I no, no they didn't I, I i was able to you know look through some of them before we recorded this a year or two ago tenant was a big one that, that was with robert pattinson that was supposed to be like pattinson's first i never seen Tenet. neither did i but i heard it was a mind fuck kind of like inception but i just think it's weird that like sometimes the more popular movies that is popular in pop culture don't get nominated for these awards and so anyways, I, I like to be a diverse person, though. I like to, you know, listen to different types of music, watch different types of movies. I try to make an effort to watch some of the movies that were uh, nominated for Oscars. And I'll just tell you right now, that didn't go well. I watched the, uh, there's a Netflix one that got nominated called The Power of the Dog. <laughs> the Power of the Dog did win for Best Director. <laughs> and let me tell you, let me tell you something. That was funny, I'm sorry. Let me tell you something, uh, right? right? So I, I try and do this every year. This is something I, a yearly tradition. I maybe pick. So you try to watch the Oscars? No, no, I just try and watch like three or four Oscar-nominated movies okay. that were nominated. I like. I don't that. care about who wins. I just want to watch some of the movies that were nominated. It's just get an idea because they're so they seem so foreign to me. Even though they're American-made movies, they seem so foreign. But the Power of the Dog. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, Jacob. Go ahead, tell me. I watched 50 minutes of it. There's no dog. <laughs> <laughs> the most misleading title. I thought Power of the Dog is gonna be something about a dog. There's no. It's like an old Western film, and it's like different acts and there's just all dialogue there's not even a lot of action it's terrible i'm gonna say right now it's it's it, i tried watching it's on netflix I, yeah it's on netflix How i tried was it? it's about two hours mm. two hours and 15 minutes i tried watching it during one of my night shifts and like like i said i can only get 50 minutes before it, li- it literally put me to sleep i like was asleep for like 40 minutes and i had to wake myself up and i was like oh shit like i can't can you tell us what the movie was about i okay i can lay the scene it just I want to say it's either taking place in Montana or Wyoming, but basically somewhere in the Big Sky area. Big vacation areas. And it's a movie that takes place in, I guess, the wild, wild west, you would say. And it takes place surrounding these 
I forgot the main character. You probably would know his name, but yeah, I'm gonna look it up as you're talking. He and a group of is it the power of the dog or just power of the dog? I think it's the power of the dog, or power of dog. But regardless, this um, I would say the main character, him and his boys or him and his buddies, they're all what do you call those cow herders? Cow cattle hands or uh, cattle hands? uh, No, 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 ranch hands. Ranch hands. They move cow from area to area. Oh, herders. Herders, yes. And so... All right, do you want me to read you what Google says? The actor? No, 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 not the actor. Just like you're giving this... I'll give it and then you read me what Google says. I got says. a 6.9 out of 10. That's pretty bad. Uh, it's not 93% anyone... on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes means. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is like this user-based So 93% is review. good? Well, yeah, of course. Because well, tomatoes well, is misleading. I feel like tomatoes is misleading, though, because you would throw a tomato at something you don't like. Well, naturally, if there was a percentage of stuff, <laughs> yeah. the higher number is usually But it, it's good. just misleading. It's like 93% of, like, well, what, what if, I, what if, if they you give you... If you ever want to mislead <laughs> Noah, just fucking make titles that he thinks are going to be about dogs. And no, just, okay, There look. was not one dog. <laughs> look, look, look. I'm going to explain right, it, and then you continue. can read the Google. All right, so it's about a farmer... No, it's not farmers. It's oh, cow herders. Excuse me. Okay, cow herders. Fucking. I don't think cowboys. they have a farm. They're like cowboys. They okay. literally drive cows from area to area, okay. right? And it's like ten guys, but the main two guys who run this—I don't even say company—but they run this group. They're brothers, and one brother is like super uppity, right? Like that's mine. One brother is super uppity. Like he dresses very nice, you know, and like the the and he's riding a horse. And the other one's like more hands-on. He's greasy. He always like, you know, I think he's chewing tobacco. Regardless, it, it, just, it, it, ta- it talks about the differences of them, right? And at least in the first 50 minutes, they go and stay at this inn. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in this movie. Yeah. They stay at this inn, and the inn is owned by a woman, but the woman's son, I don't think he's gay, but he is kind of like fruity. He does some fruity things where you think like, especially back then, you got to think this is the early 1900s. So if you see anyone act like not a normal like masculine male that's a cowboy... You're going to be like, oh, so he makes some remarks to the friend. Uh, he makes the woman, the innkeeper, cry. And the uppity brother decides to, what do you call it, comfort the woman that's crying. And then they end up getting married because he has a thing for the woman. Because she's a single mother who runs the inn. They end up getting married. And that's kind of as far as I got. It's a two-hour movie, so I only got about less well, than half Of course it was awful. You just cut through all the good part. You cut out at the good part. You don't think he probably has hot, steamy, passionate... They don't show it. It doesn't seem like that movie to show sex. The power of the dog wouldn't show sex? I'm, I'm Color me surprised. There wasn't any dogs in it. It should be power of the fucking cowboy. Maybe it was called power of the dog because they hit doggy style after the scene where you stopped. <laughs> like the next scene is... Regardless just, of the point, Jacob. Behind back Jacob, shots. Jacob, yeah! It's a terrible movie. If you're interested in seeing that movie, I'm going to recommend you I'm going to watch don't. it now just because... You should. I'm going to watch it. And, and then you're going to be like, is. and then you're going to be like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> Two hours or 15 minutes of my life, I'm never getting back. <laughs> Okay, and the other movie I did check out while I was at work, and this movie was really fantastic. I tweeted about it the other day, Nightmare Alley. Oh yeah, you are like, Bradley Cooper. Oh man, I wish it was original. It, yeah, so there's I a think, lack of originality here. It is. I'm okay. actually glad that you saw the movie though, because I remember seeing the previews in theater. Yeah, it I thought that it was cool. cool. I remember seeing some previews too, watching like Hulu Live TV, and Nightmare Alley. The story. I mean, I guess to just give another summary real quick. It's basically this guy, um, it's very mysterious, you don't know much about his background, but there is a scene where he, like, lights a person on fire, you later find out that's his father. That's how, like... Oh, wait a spoiler. That's how the movie opens up. Hey, that's how the movie opens up. What a spoiler, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, that, You know what? That, I'm done. I'm done. I'm glad I saw last episode. I can't believe you're spoiling fucking Oscar-nominated <laughs> movies for us right now. He joins Gosh. the circus. He joins... He becomes a carny. And then he becomes oh, a... yeah. And then he becomes a really great mentalist. Oh, like, the way you're doing that, that's like, then he becomes a reefer. <laughs> no, no. He, he becomes a really great mentalist. Like A mentalist is someone who... Portrays to the audience that they could read minds. Fuck. And that they could speak... Aliens. And that they could speak to... What do you call it? They could speak to... The dead. The dead. They so could like speak a seance, to, they, they could speak they could to different do... mediums, basically. Huh. And so he becomes really good at that act. He leaves the circus, and he joins. Like he becomes a uh, him and his woman that he ends up, you know, getting with. Wow, this man gets a woman despite lighting his father on fire. They don't know it. He joins the circus, and no one like he just he's a stray. Like he just walks up to the circus, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll hire you to clean up poop or whatever." There at first. is hope yet for us. Look, I'm just saying this, right? Can I take this call real quick? No. Uh, wait, do you really need to take a call? Who's it from? Work? Yeah. You're okay? Fine. Really quick. All right, back from the Sorry quick... about that. Yeah, I got yeah. a quick phone call. Sorry, when mama calls, you got to answer. True. Mama is important. Anyways, just to kind of continue the plot of uh, Nightmare Alley, Bradley Cooper, like I said, he, he gets this woman. He eventually becomes so good at his performance, his show. It, he, he gets his own deal to perform in, like, higher society hotels clubs uh, like arenas like he's he, he's separated from the circus and he's doing really well but then he becomes so obsessed with certain things and he really actually believes that he has powers to speak to the dead powers to speak to different mediums um, that he basically loses control of himself and the people around him and I, I think it's a really interesting plot and then he finds himself I guess not to spoil too much but it comes full circle. I'll just say that at the end. It comes full circle. Well, you already spoiled that he killed his fucking father. It's the first scene, Jacob. Like, it's not much spoiling much. Like, it's just... And like I said, they kind of cut back to it in different parts of the movie and add a little bit more. But, like, the first scene is literally... he. You don't see the body, but he dumps somebody into, like, a hole in a house. Like he, he, he removes the floorboard, puts a person in there, and then just lights the house on fire. I have the urge to just grab your arm and just bite you right now. No, I'm not going to bite you. <laughs> so, anyways, Nightmare Alley, I don't think, let me double check, I don't think it won any awards, but it was nominated for a few things. And I will say, out of the two movies that I watched that were nominated for Oscars. One bad, one good. I mean, that's one not. One bad, one good. I would say Nightmare Alley is definitely one to check out. It's also long. It's about two hours and 15 Split minutes as well. Split it 50-50. But, um, yeah, definitely, I definitely want to check out the Will Smith movie, King Richard. He, oh, I never he, saw that. I heard it's a real tearjerker. Me too. He won Best I'm, Actor for it. I'm not it. ready to cry. I want to cry. I'm I mean, no, I want to cry, but, like, you know there's actually a few movies that, like, I'm just, I'm not mentally ready to see yet? Like, Schindler's List. Never mm. seen it in, in it in its entirety. And Never I just, seen it either. That's, you know what it's about, though? No. It's about a dude that's that saves Jewish people from mm. being sent to Auschwitz. But it's a heavy movie. It's with Liam Neeson. Like, Ooh, dude, Liam it's Neeson, just, yeah. it's one of those movies that, like, it, t- the way the weather is today is probably one of, a day that you watch a movie like that. Like, the sun's not I'll out. Watch together? Uh, well, unfortunately, I have places to be, but... And it's a long movie, dude. You won't even watch The Godfather with me, What? You're gonna watch Schindler's List? Yeah, I wanna cry with you. Okay, alright, we can do that another time. <laughs> um, Hold me, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Hold me and console me. And then there's tons of books that I'm not ready to read yet, just because of the, the, the topic that they're dealing with. But you know what? I don't wanna fixate on that. I think we can do a whole new... Uh, oh, actually, we won't have another episode. I forgot about that, so... Yeah, another time, guys. Maybe when another podcast starts up again, we'll we'll get around to it. Yeah. Say la vie. What'd you say? Say la vie. What does that mean? 
it Italian? No, it's not Italian. Latin? Uh, no, it's, uh, I think it's French. French. Yeah, it's from a Chuck Berry song, but I forget what it means. Okay. Um, anyways, we're going to move on from the Oscars and film talk, and we're going to go straight on to your experience with uh, Mac. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mac. Hope you're doing well. My, where is he from? Haiti. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Nigerian. My Haitian brother. There yeah. you go. My Haitian brother from definitely another mother. Yes. You guys went to a game together. How did yeah. that go? It was nice. So in the past few episodes, we've talked about going to different games each weekend. Most of them have been college baseball, but uh, both him and I decided to go to a college. We went to a co- or not college. We went to a Clippers. Sixers game. This I think that's pretty sweet, though. It was. Record. It was cool, and you know, I hadn't been to a Clipper or Laker game. I haven't been. To, I know it's called Crypto.com Arena, but to me, it'll always be Stable Center. I was just about to ask, and don't laugh at me, but I was about to ask if the Clippers and Lakers share a home court. They do. And they do. Yeah. That's crazy. Imagine they had like split games. No, it's not like that. that. Like they just they just changed the floor layout. Could you imagine? Yeah, I can imagine. That'd be pretty sweet. I think it's interesting too because the Laker banners. They're hanging in the rafter. Yeah, in the rafters, oh, and and, and during Clipper games, they cover them with player. They're basically like these large size posters. Oh, of the really, yeah. dude? That's so sad. I didn't know, Alec. Yeah. That's why we hate on you. Wait, no, he's a, he's not a Clipper fan. Fuck. That's um. I feel like he would. Chris, be Chris, Chris is a Clipper uh, fan. Chris, that that's some that's some bush league shit, Chris. It is. It is. So, anyways, <laughs> honestly, you know, we wanted to go see the Sixers because the Sixers have James Harden, Joel Embiid, two generational type players that I think you know I really wanted to see. And the Clippers, they're not a bad team. They do have some players that are hurt. Their best two players are hurt. But we thought it would be more of a competitive game. Honestly, right from the first quarter, I think the Sixers were already winning by 15 points, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Uh, But I would still say, even though the game wasn't that competitive, we did see some cool plays, and I just think it was good to be watching a basketball game live like that again. Watching an NBA game. The energy was still nice. Uh, I think towards the fourth quarter, you know, a lot of people were leaving. But we got the hot dogs, the signature LA hot dog at the end. Saw that. That was awesome. Uh, the only know. the only mark I gotta put against your hot dog, and it's like a point five, is the ketchup. Sorry. Well, you gotta. Well, I know you don't like ketchup, but I don't know. I just think you have to put ketchup on a dog. Un American. <laughs> such an interesting <laughs> guy, man. Anyways, we had the L.A. Street Dog, and it was just a good time. You know, I don't, I don't think even. You know, when you are good friends with somebody and you make a trip like that, because you know it's about an hour to get to, you know. Crypto.com arena. Right. About an hour, what, 30 minutes? On the way back, it was 37. So we got back in 37 minutes. It's pretty hot. But, you know, still good times. I mean, we're playing music, talking, laughing on the way there. We're having a good time at the arena. And obviously, oh shit, that's Ayana, are you here in spirit? There's a bee. I don't like bees. I really dislike bees. I do too. And I'm going to. Hey, guy, the tree is to the left. Dude. It never fails. Interesting shit always tends to happen to us when we're on air. The, the, those kids blowing up the firework. Yeah. That was still the coolest moment of this show. Since, you know what? Since it is the last episode of our uh, podcast, I think maybe we should talk about some good moments during the shows that we've had. Yeah. One being the fireworks. Uh-huh. That one, that one was pretty fucking uh, insane. They yeah. came out of nowhere. Those kids, they just congregated in the area where we were recording and lo and oh he's gone and lo and behold they lit a firework it blew up and then they all ran off Polly the possum got yeah. a shout out to Polly the possum man so i mean freaking there's been a lot of cool moments on this show the cats always the cats so our official remember those birds and remember we saw the cats yes, hunting the birds yes Ooh, yes yeah. i remember all of our official unofficial mascots was Polly the possum Polly the possum 
the cats. They were just everywhere. Like, they would just come out of everywhere. <laughs> but I think we named... Didn't we name the cat that was, uh, like, it looked like it was wounded? Yeah, it did look like it was wounded. Did we name that cat? <sighs> Who else did we give names to? I think just Polly the Possum. I, I could have sworn... Because we recorded at different parks. Wasn't there a raccoon? I don't think we saw a raccoon. If we did, I, I, I don't recall. Yeah, I don't know, but we, we've had Because <laughs> I know we've recorded at the La Mirada Park, right? That big one. You recorded at the park by my house. You recorded at the park by where you used to live. Oh, that's right. We recorded the Oliver episode at La Mirada Regional. And then we recorded also a few Gosh. times at that warehouse by where you used to live in Norwalk. At the warehouse? Or it was like... It was like where like it was like a bunch of like trucks would go into like the FedEx kind of deal. Oh yeah 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 yeah. We record there a okay. few times. Yeah, that was by that was the UPS spot. UPS spot because it was near UPS. Um, and then we recorded a few times at this school. We are remember truly we saw the, the uh, we saw the coyote. No, it was the coyote. Clarity. Yeah, was it a coyote? Yeah yeah yeah. We saw a coyote. Yeah, and then we saw. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw the skunk. Remember the skunk? The I got skunk. scared of the skunk. Uh, Pepe Lechu. Uh, was it Simon? Pepe? No, it wasn't Simon. Simon. It was Pepe. Okay, I don't know. Didn't we name him Pepe? Because isn't that the name of the skunk from Looney Tunes? Pepe Le Pew? Yeah, Pepe Le Pew. Then Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, I, are I you recall. sad that the, epi- that the show is coming to an end? I am. A little bit. I just think, you know. You know what I mean? We have, I'm tired of you. I don't want to record with you anymore. I just think we need to focus on bigger and better things. Gas prices are going up, so we, you know we have to work a little bit more to be able to. Could have bought horses. We could have. We could have bought freaking. Um, I wonder how long a horse hybrids. ride. Okay, real question. How long of a horse ride do you think it would be from my house to your house? I mean, I'm taking beach all the way down, <laughs> turning on a horn store. <laughs> so, I'm not getting on the freeway with my horse. Yeah, no, I know, but like. Are, <laughs> you, th- you think the horse is like galloping or are we walking the horse? Well, of course I'm galloping the fucking horse. I got somewhere to be. <laughs> so let's just say a horse can get up to like 25, 30 miles per hour. And I'm not stopping. I don't have to adhere to any road signs. I'm a horse. So you're just going straight through? Yeah, I'm a horse. So we're pretending this is like a time where there's no streets then, right? What? No, I'm pretending now, right now. So you're going like, to go through the city. Like if I brought out the horse and was like, okay. all right, no, I'm heading to your house. I, I, if it takes us like 20 minutes regularly, I would say it takes us like 35 on a horse, 40. Ooh. Yeah. Not quite an hour, but... <laughs> ring, ring, hello, modern technology, would like a word. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it'd be interesting. We still... Have you ever ridden a horse? No, I would love to, though. I've heard it's pretty intense, and it's a good workout. It hurts your balls a little bit. Whoa, you read a horse? Yeah. Read a horse? Read a horse? <laughs> road. Wait. Is it ridden or road? Road. Ridden is not a word, I don't think. Because if you're in the car right now, you are riding the car. It's so... It, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> God damn it. All right, hold on, hold on. We're, we're going to overcomplicate We're not even this. high on no, no, this. Oh, I know. We are sober. Totally sober. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Present tense. Yes. If we were in Tanya right now and you were driving, we are driving the car. Yeah, you are riding, riding in the car. car. I am yeah. riding in the Mustang. Yeah. If I were telling this story to another person later today, that's still same riding. Fuck. I no, rode, no. I you rode, rode in the Mustang. I rode in the Mustang. I rode the horse. She rode me well. <laughs> yeah. That's grammar. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so we rode the horse. Why did I say ridden? I don't know. R- ridden like, sounds like, like a word, though. Words. Ridden well, sounds written, like a real... written as in it was no, a no, but I said ridden like R I D D E N. Yeah, that's not a word, dude. Desmond ridden. Ritter is a person. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> ridden is not a word. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, this is like when you said, uh, "Would you say acron?" <laughs> oh yeah, ac- no, I said acron. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <A-con. laughs> 
Convict. <laughs> Convict. <laughs> they won't let me out. I'm locked up. Oh, oh. fucking fucking a. Oh, so man. we're gonna do some quick hits on the NFL. Yeah. Uh, news. This was surprising to me. Bruce Arians, the former Tampa Bay head coach that led Tom Brady to a superb boel, mm-hmm. uh, is stepping down. Which I, I gotta feel the two biggest losers of this offseason isn't the Seahawks with a Drew Locke led team. Yeah. No, it's actually, in my humble opinion, I believe it's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Yeah. I think both of them got too greedy thought that they could get whatever they want because they're top-tier elite quarterbacks, and instead the franchises, the owners, dug in. They're in the trenches, and they said, sorry, Aaron Rodgers, we're not going to give you Devontae Adams. There's a cap for a reason, and we're not willing to spend above it, or they're unable to. And on top of that, if you go and look at the uh, Buccaneers, Buccaneers, I I think that was just Arians. I don't know if Arians really wanted to step down. I don't think anyone forced him, but I think that was Arians' way of like, Brady, you can't keep doing this. Yeah. It's weird. And there needs to be a a proper plan for secession. I I don't think that's even been discussed amongst the Tampa Bay faithful. All all that we ever hear is Brady, Brady, Brady. Well, what comes after Brady? But I think... We're seeing it with the Patriots right now, and for as much as I hate the Patriots, they've handled it well. Right. I mean, really. It could be a lot worse. They could be the Jets, the the Dolphins for a long time. They could be the Jags. Yeah. I mean, the only thing separating the Jaguars from the Patriots right now is literally their head coach. Nah, but they, they've drafted. I mean, I know the Patriots have missed a few, but they they at least have a quarterback while he may not be a top 10 or top 15 quarterback. Well, I would say maybe top 15, but, like, he's a, what do you call that, competable? Is that what the right word I'm looking for? Comparable? No. Wait, what do you like to describe Mac Jones? He's not elite, but you can get, he gets the job he is done. He's serviceable. Serviceable. He's a serviceable he's, he's quarterback. He's your Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's Kirk. He's, I think, you know, if he has a career like Kirk Cousins, that's good for Mac Jones. You like that? <laughs> so I just think, um, yeah, I think teams build differently. But sometimes, look, with, with Tom Brady, you know, you take that gamble, and it's like, dude, you already won a Super Bowl. So, like, regardless if the next five yeah, years. six of them. If the next five years. No, I'm not talking about Brady specifically. I'm talking about the Buccaneers. Oh. If the Buccaneers suck the next five years after Brady retires, I still think fans and the organizations would be like, well, it was worth it, though. Oh, we, absolutely. We got a Super Bowl out of Brady. Just we almost like, got another one. You just know. like the Dodgers signing uh, Freddie Freeman. Right. It's just like the Lakers oh, did, did trading all those picks show? away from. Yeah, we did a couple did episodes okay. ago. Yeah. I think uh, it's just like the, the Lakers winning the finals with Anthony Davis and then sucking two years later, right? So. It's um, it's it's a it's a gamble that you're willing to take, and I, I think sometimes, especially in this uh, newer way the leagues are set up, you're more willing to, I think, gamble a lot in the front, even though it may uh, hurt your chances in the future. But you know, if you get a championship out of it, it's all worth it because that's it's, all teams want to do it's now. It's the is win sneed, a championship. fuck them picks. Method. I guess. I, I think one thing I'll say though about Brady and 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 Rogers real quick is that, that I think. It's hard for them because as NFL players, you know, I think you can argue that both of them at least have been top five players for a good chunk of their career. Maybe not all of their career, but they've been top five quarterbacks and top five players for a good chunk of their career. Talking Brady and Rodgers? Yeah, Brady and Rodgers. And, um, the Brady Bunch. In the NBA, we see it being very player-driven. Basically, if a player wants out, we just saw, you know, talking about Philadelphia. With Ben Harden. Simmons. Yeah, that was weird. That too. You know, but I thought that was weirder than the Harden thing. Harden wanted out of Houston, eventually went to Brooklyn, and then he wanted out of Brooklyn, and now he's in Philadelphia. And he, you could do that in the NBA. And I think 
Actually, I've never really seen it in baseball like that. There's the fluidity the, to the NBA that does not exist in any other sports. League. Exactly. I don't follow hockey, so maybe they're just as fluid. But I don't know if hockey's like that either. Maybe soccer. I don't know. I feel like if a player doesn't want to be in a certain situation, it's very easy for him to kind of throw a fit and basically either like not play or play very lazily, and he'll get traded to a team, and and it, he ends up getting what he wants. Why does it have to be like that though? What you you're a million dollar athlete in the sense know. that what I mean is why do you have the to throw NBA, a fit? Why, why do you have to throw a fit or why do you have to like the play like shit? Why can't you just go and be like, hey, listen, I'm James Harden. I respect you and you definitely respect me by the money you're paying me, but I do no longer want to play here. The team doesn't want uh, the team. I would say it's that leaves it up more to the front office. They're, I think sometimes they're stubborn and they're like, no, we, like you need to stay here. Like I'm not trading you until, I mean, think about it. Like if I was a parent, right, or we're, we're kids, so let's just use that example, right? Our parents okay. told us to do something. We didn't want to do it. We throw a fit. I don't know. And I, I think the thinking is if you throw a big enough fit, eventually our parents are going to drop it and be like, fuck it, fine. You don't have to do the thing that we asked you to do. Right? I'm not saying that worked for us. I'm just saying and specifically like as a kid, that's what your thinking is. And I think sometimes some of these NBA players, I'm not saying they're all childish, but I think some of them have those childish ways. But I also think too, it, like I said, it plays part in the organization because if you do go and ask the GM for a trade and he says no... I mean, what's your next step? If you really don't want to be there, you're going to... Calling just, a fake bomb threat. You're just... Every game. <laughs> every game. You're terrible. It was every game. For the fifth game in a row, breaking news, the Brooklyn Nets have had a bomb scare. It's fucking... What a great way to get out of your franchise. <laughs> anyway. I just think Rodgers and Brady think, you know, they want to try at least to do something similar in the NFL. And I think... But I don't think it's, the it's NFL very, works like that. Because the saying. NFL doesn't give a, a fuck about you because it's a machine. It'll chew you up and eat you out. I just think the owners and the more. GM the front office still have more power in the NFL than they do the NBA. What if, what if, at the end of Roger Goodell's tenure as commish, yeah. he writes this book and there's a chapter just titled Colin. And it's about mm. Colin Kaepernick. And it's it's like hardcore facts of like, yeah, we work together to keep him out. Like, we don't want him in the league. Like, dude, how crazy would that be? I mean, it's all I mean, but pretty much true, but, like, imagine if you had, like, evidence, like, like a, an official, like, from the commissioner's office, do not hire Colin Kaepernick, signed with love. Yeah. I, I think That'd some be crazy. Of the, I think some of those things aren't really talked about publicly. I just think... Collusion? Yeah, it's a dirty word. Literally. I think collusion, but I just think, you know, I, like look at this is, we're jumping around a lot, but I'm just saying for the, at least that instance, I just think NFL owners, they all think the same way. I think a few episodes, maybe longer ago, but I said NFL owners, sometimes I think, I'm not saying this is right, but I'm just saying sometimes NFL owners think they're plantation owners. They still are very oh, racist. Yeah, they're still, I sure. think the only minority owner is well, the Jaguars owner. I feel like saying so plantation these, owners is like uh, way, way out there, but like, yes, the players aren't viewed as people. They are viewed as uh, property and commodity. Money. Right. Yes. Which I understand. It's kind of... I don't... I don't. By me saying I understand does not mean I condone it. But right. you have to understand their mindset. These are guys that won't pay $5 for a cup of coffee. Right. Because that's how they got rich. Right. But that's and the think old about adage. It. And that rich people don't spend money and poor people spend too much money. And if you guys are interested, there's a Planet Money podcast. Actually, I don't know if it's Planet Money. I think there was a... I'll have to look it up. But there's a podcast, I think by NPR... That, or maybe it was the New York Times. Fuck, I'm drawing a blank on these. But it basically talks about how the structure of st- slavery, it still carries over in present-day society. And it's still very prevalent 
in a lot of major sports. Look, I get that, you know, Mahomes and some of these athletes are making a ridiculous amount of money. However, the amount of money percentage-wise that they're bringing in specifically for those owners, the, the owners of the team, that they're getting is, not is like yeah. not even, I wouldn't even say at least, you know, Mahomes and those guys are outliers. But I would think the average player, whether it's the NFL, MLB, or NBA, I would say the average player probably doesn't make a full 1% of what the owner brings in every year. And that's how big these businesses, this tone of NFL or any sports franchise is, especially, you know, like I said, any sport, NHL, MLS. So these players are only getting a small, 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 small fraction of it. And that even though they are getting paid, yes, and slavery was different because they weren't getting paid, that's the biggest, obviously, difference. Uh, there's still well, there's it, many it, big differences. True, but. yes. But I'm just saying, like, in the grand scheme of things, it's a very similar model. And it's like, hey, rip off these lower-level workers so these owners can make tons and tons of money. And I just think that's that's not even just how the sports franchises work. It's how a lot of franchises work. Again, that, McDonald's, is, that is another topic Taco Bell. F- for another podcast that will continue, but this one is not continuing. Yeah. So we'll, we'll shelve that one. Maybe never. Catch us on Twitter in our Twitter spaces. Yeah. That, that's how we're going to live on. You think we'll still do Twitter lives? Potentially, just not under the moniker of Front Row Seat Podcast anymore. Damn. It was a good run, guys. It 57 run. episodes. We didn't quite hit our milestone, and I personally take that as an affront to my honor. Nice. <laughs> I think... Um, That's it for the final time. No, I, well, we still have some time. I, I wanted to do a mental check-in because we both kind of talked about it. Oh, yeah, well... I off mean, the air. My, my mental check-in... It's been check-in. a rough week. Oh, I, I, I could say, well, I'll let you start. How's your week been? How's my your week, mental been? My, my week has been uneventful. I'm just going to work. I file papers. Yeah. It's fucking, it's a job. I don't know. Kind of hate it, but it's a job. My, my, my week has been all right. It's all, in fact, I'm glad the week is going is as fast as it is because I just got paid today. We get paid on Thursdays rather than Fridays. So I'm hoping for some actual, uh, like plans this weekend, uh, potentially to get together with my uncle, have a couple beers, watch the final four. Is the final four game Monday? The final four game? The final the, four sorry, is played on Saturday. Monday? Championship is on a Tuesday, I believe. Okay. Or a Monday. You still have Villanova in the race. I think all of us are I out. I think I'm going to win. Yeah, I think you will win. Because even if all Villanova has to do is advance, and I think yeah, you get just, a lot just, of points for all, that. All they have to do is just advance past the number one seed, the only number one seed remaining. They play Kansas. It's the only number but one I feel team. like Kansas, it's weird because people talked about Kansas. This is one of Kansas' weaker teams, but I don't know. They were able, I think they were in a relatively weaker side of the bracket. Well, let's anyways. go, Nova. Anyways. So I'm looking forward to this weekend. Yeah. Uh, on the terms of the mental check, though, I'm actually kind of excited where my mental is going to be. I found out what my fourth book of this year is going to be. What? Wins. Le- uh, wins. Lessons. Or it's Wins and Lessons Learned with Lou Holtz. Oh, it's a Lou book Holtz? By, yeah, I okay. bought this book in Humboldt like four years ago. and I need to read a coach's book. Yeah, maybe, That's my next read, Maybe if you read more than five words uh, uh, two weeks, every two Are you weeks, insulting my reading I, I I am, yes, I am, because wow. I think it's atrociously so. Like, like, I think it's one thing to be a slow reader, and I think it's another to be like, holy shit, I lent you that baseball book, what, it's almost a year now? It's probably been two I mean, years. My God! It's probably been two years. I mean, come on, man. Anyways. I Look, digress. Man, I just, would lend you the book, but we're going to do an even exchange. I'll give you the Lou Holtz book. You give me the baseball book. This is a public school education for you. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go public. Um, no, but seriously, though, I'm kind of excited to read this book just because, you know what? I've never read a book like that. Like, like It's not a self-help book, but, it, you know, Lou Holtz is a stand-up character who is very much still alive. Yes. Um, 
I he's wa- up there in age, though. Yeah, yeah, he's getting there. Um, I definitely want to learn about him because I think he has a pretty illustrious uh, coaching career. I think he's the second most winningest Notre Dame coach in their school history. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, I just love the way he talks. Like even reading the back, the, the or the book flap, and then reading the back of the book, and then I read the preface. Like mm. I was like, all right, you know, I'm interested enough to want to read this every once in a while, and I haven't started it in earnest yet, but I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see what maybe new ways of thinking or new new motivational things that I can kind of apply to my life. And mm. so yeah, I, I guess mentally I like you know, I'm feeling all right. I mean, feeling right about now, like I got to go drop the kids off at the pool, but you know, feeling Ooh, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. I think reading is powerful. One thing I'll say to the listeners: reading is, is cool. Yeah, I just think you know, I think. Depending on what age the listener is listening, but like you know, in school you're forced to read, and sometimes I feel like it's a drag to be forced to read something you don't really want but to read. But it could also make you read things that you never ever would have read. True, like, I would have never read Crime and Punishment my senior year AP Lit had I not been in that class. I would have never read Frankenstein. I would have never known Frankenstein's not even the bump monster. And for me, it was for Hunger Games. You know, like I you and Hunger Games. Dude. Yeah, dude, junior year. I should are, give you my three copies of them. I already have some. So oh oh, you already oh all right, fuck you then, buddy. I'm just saying. You know, in junior year English class, we had to read Hunger Games, and it was fucking phenomenal. And I, you know, I, I fell you, in love I with that you, series. You were this but, kid. And the teacher's like, "Can someone tell me what this metaphor means?" You're like, "Ooh, ooh, 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 teacher, bit me." That was you, huh? No, but I would say like, <laughs> like a little monkey. No, but I just think you know, when you're older, you know, pick a book, and it doesn't have to be a super in-depth intellectual book. It could be a fun fucking, I don't know. No, it cannot. We're grown. It could be a picture adults. book. We're grown-ass adults, guys. <laughs> Maybe not a picture book, but you know what I mean. I need a book with words like 12 See, times new Roman those. font. I can't read those. <laughs> Single space, <laughs> 9,000 pages, <laughs> and it needs to teach me but the it, rules and laws of the land. I think it's fun to read because it, it enhances your brain. Oh, it's totally fun to read, dude. I think if you read a lot of books, your bank account may still remain the same financially, but your bank account will be woke. That made no fucking <laughs> sense. <laughs> if you read a lot of books, your bank account will be woke. <laughs> what? I don't. I don't get that. No, if you read a lot of books, your mind is gonna expand. That's like what I'm a, saying. Your your bank account. Okay, what, your what brain the, account. I don't your know. Your brain. That you said bank account. You are that public education showing, buddy. Showing. Showing. Nah, but seriously though, learn to love to read because people can take everything away from you. Your yeah. your physical, your your physical capabilities, your. Uh, materialistic things mm-hmm. you can take away your house you could be homeless you could be poor you could be anything but you know what people cannot take away from you the knowledge no oh. dumbass <laughs> the knowledge in which you've gotten from reading <laughs> god damn way to kill my inspirational fucking pro reading uh, monologue for sorry, today sorry you know what fuck that burn every book you have alright <laughs> fuck reading yeah. reading is for nerds and squares and we're none of those okay I'm pretty square are you gonna ask me how my mental health no not at all I don't care how you doing, buddy? <laughs> well, terrible after that. <laughs> nah, I just think this week has been kind of up and down. Um, a lot of highs and lows. I feel like that's a majority of life, but definitely don't I feel get like too high and don't get too low. I think I've been I've been experiencing more extremes this week. Uh, some feelings of loneliness, but. Dude, whenever you're alone, just give me a call, man. You're at work all the time. I don't want to be like SOS Jacob and then you, you know, oh, you're well, working. Well, I mean, like if it's late, later at night or in the evening, you know, it's I, well, I can most talk. times at the night, yeah. Oh yeah, you can shoot me a text. Okay. Uh, dude, I I have a terrible sleeping schedule now because of this job. I'm typically not going to bed till about like one. Yeah. But I get home at like ten. Yeah. Well, I, eh, it depends. Home about eleven thirty, but. Yeah, I just think it's weird, and we talked about it on this on different shows, right? And I'll kind of wrap things up here, but. 
you know, it's, it's different living. I don't live alone, but I live with strangers, right? So at times, even though there's people home, I still feel like I'm alone. And then now I, I feel like I've told you this a handful of times. Still waiting for your short story book that says living with strangers. And it's just going to be about like a recollection. It's going to be a collection of essays from and the I think stuff you've talked about. This chapter that I'm living in right now, the landlord's kind of being like passive aggressive towards me. Like she's kind of like, you know, for, for simple maintenance fixes, you know, when you rent from a place, right, whoever the landlord is or whoever the owner of the place is, if you were to, like, let's say I accidentally broke the mirror or I broke a door for whatever reason. I just slammed it too hard or something, right? I broke it. Okay, I have to pay for it. But if something like if an older appliance, like a kitchen, uh, not a kitchen, a fridge, a washer or dryer, if that goes out and I didn't specifically break it, I shouldn't have to pay for it. But she's kind of guilt tripping me like, oh, like you use the washer. Like I need you to fork over some money so you can fix, help me fix this washer. Well, and it's like, a you washer know what? is a bit different because that is community usage. It you is. It, it is. The door but it, is maybe more But the specific. washer is also, I don't have the exact age, but it, when I use it, it's an old washer. I would, I would assume this washer is right. either from the late 90s or early 2000s. Okay. So this, this washer is going to kick the bucket soon. And it's like, hey, like, I don't mind pitching, like... There's four people that live in that house. I don't mean maybe mine splitting, you know, at four ways, or maybe I pay a fraction of the fourth way, but I shouldn't be having to pay for half. Sometimes she's asked me to pay for half of these things, and I'm just like, no, like, there's four people that live here. Why am I paying for half? Maybe you need to come at her with a different a different alternative, and she'd be like, look, this is a pretty old washer. You can spend as much money fixing it, or we can all pull our money together and get a semi-decent newer one, which, right. by the way, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I think at times, because, like I said, I live with strangers. I feel like right now, it's not that she doesn't like me, but I definitely feel like there's more angst against me. Ang- is it angst? I don't know if angst is the right word. They're not, I feel like they sometimes, tar- or she targets me, but I also feel like I got to take it from her angle too. Her and her son have been fighting a lot more, so I feel like there's some tension that she has from arguing with her. Because I hear it, you know, I live there. She argues with her son a lot more as of the last month and a half or so. So I feel like sometimes she takes some of that anger and directs it towards me. And I just feel like that's unfair. It is. But I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. Continue to pay your rent and just be a good lease or be a good person that pays their rent and does everything on time. And mm-hmm. legally, there's nothing against you. Like, you want to put yourself in a position where she can't be like, oh, yeah, well, you didn't pay this. Now you're fucking kicked out. Right. And that's like, the thing. I've always. Don't ever put yourself in that position. Right. I've always paid rent on time. Yeah, then then I've you're good. Always... Then, then legally, you're. Right. And I'm not saying legally as nothing is happening, but like. Again, you don't want to come home one day and all your shit's on the, the sidewalk. Like, Correct. That's not cool. You know, so you have that. Right. Like, hey, like, you don't have to like me. Fuck, we don't even have to talk. But you have to sure as fuck respect me because I'm right. paying rent. Correct. And along with that comes certain things. Like, legally, the moment you start paying rent, there's legal bindings of, like, yeah. hey, like, this person is entitled to certain things. Right. So, hmm, it's hard to say. It is. Oh, no, it's not hard to say. I mean, you're just listening, or you're just talking, but... And I just think right I, now, Don't too, take it to heart, buddy. Yeah. I guess that, that's that's more... Yeah. Oh, I think my phone died. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's okay. My charger's in the car. That's okay. I, I just think, and just to kind of wrap up things, that, that contributes to the, the weird state that I'm in, but I also just feel like, you know, I, I shared a poem, and maybe I can close the episode off with it, but it just, I feel like this time period of my life right now is so confusing because... I keep thinking, like, it's good to plan ahead. It's good to have goals, but sometimes I'm too invested in those goals. And then when I, like, reality hits me and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm still, like, months away from those goals, I get discouraged. And I think 
I want to remind the listener for the last and final time here on the front row seat, you know, still be present in the moment. Still, like I said, it's not bad to set goals, but also don't get like so caught up in those goals and be like, oh, my life will be better when I reach this goal. Because if you keep doing that to yourself, you're going to continuously be happy. You're not going to be happy with your current state of life right now. And I guess that's some of the battle that I've been struggling with. So... Yeah, friendly reminder just to be present in the moment. Enjoy the little things. Be grateful for everything. And one Practice, more time, yeah. what Lloyd Perez says, embrace, embrace the, grind. the grind, Embrace baby. the grind. Embrace the grind. Sometimes, like I told you, I'm trying to go to Yosemite in June, right? Yosemite. And Yosemite. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to go to Yosemite in June. And I think for me, one of the things that keeps me going is, yes, like I get a little discouraged when I think, like, fuck, I'm two months away from it. But then I also get a little happy because it's like, wait a second, these next two months... I'm not just going to be toiling away for nothing. Yeah. I'm working towards this. This is this is the payoff. Yeah. So maybe don't think that your goals are going to be like, oh man, I got this job. Like life is going to turn out. Instead, think of it as, you know what? I got this new job. This is going to allow for me to elevate my personal life and elevate my goals. So maybe my goals aren't going to stay the same because I hit this big one. I hit a big milestone. So let's move on to another milestone. And everything is in between. You just got to enjoy the ride. Don't get kicked. Don't, again, don't look into the void, dude. You start yeah. looking into the void, life, all of it becomes pointless. Because if you really think about life, what are we? Insignificant beings in a cosmic sphere that is that is infinitely big. Correct. Correct. And that makes anything not special. Sad, right. right. Or- but instead... Only two weekends ago, at the ripe age of 24, I got my first ever surprise birthday party. Right. I had a beautiful poem written for me by my friend and many other well, kind wishes and birthday. Like, that's what life is about. Enjoying those small moments. Don't, and you're right. You shouldn't fixate on, oh, I need to get here or I'm trying to get here and trying to get here. Because yeah. then when you get there, you're like, fuck, what the fuck did I do this all for? I'm alone now. I have no friends. I didn't bring anybody along. You, you didn't pave the way for others to follow. You just did it for yourself. And you're not being a trailblazer. You're not being a goal setter. You're just being a selfish person. Mm. It's hard It's hard to think in, in terms of we. Believe me. But sometimes, every once in a while, you got you to gotta catch yourself. I, I do it all the time. Especially, I'm very easily aggravated at times on things that I shouldn't be. Yeah. And I catch myself. Sometimes I get aggravated for those two minutes, and then I'm like, fuck it, dude. What What am I upset about? Let's just enjoy my day. Or like, let's just fucking move past it. It's not worth like the... That. It's not worth the amount of energy that I'm going to expend right. trying to justify my reaction or, or understand this person's reasoning or whatever it may be. So just keep that in mind. Okay. And, you know, don't ever be afraid to reach out and talk. You know, wh- you, whether man. or not I'm at work or not or I'm trying to sleep, like, it's just a conversation. Okay. Should I read this poem now or should we close out the podcast and then do the poem? Well, it's the final poem of this podcast's existence, so of course. Okay. So the final poem of the podcast's existence titled The War Inside. <clears throat> You're not going to laugh on this one, are you? No. <clears throat> the War Inside. I've spent too many days in my own head. Overthinking cripples me and has me staying in bed. So much time living in the future that I forget about today. The present is feeling like a gift you want to throw away. Mm. Daydreaming about hypothetical scenarios... It's like I'm watching life through a neighbor's windows. As the house I watch from burns from the inside, ignoring all the signs because I'm preoccupied. Am I chasing something that doesn't exist? Am I trying to force shapes that don't necessarily fit? Waves of depression got me running back to my turtle shell. It's as if the devil opened up the gates to unleash hell. The war inside. No, I thought you were gonna give me a little more. No, it was mm. quick, well, but, uh, you know. Well, ladies and gentlemen. It brings me with great displeasure 
to announce that this is the final episode of the Front Row Seat. Episode 57. We love you guys, and thank you all for the support. Stay tuned for upcoming endeavors for Noah and I, or maybe uh, independently. Who knows? But thank you for joining us on this ride. So, I'm Jacob Fanshaw. I'm Noah Alvarez. Be yeah. sure to... Well, I guess you don't have to anymore. But, you know, if you feel like it, like, subscribe. Well, I would still subscribe. You know, you never know. Leave a rating and review. Definitely. And, um, you know, follow us personally on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. Remember, distance makes the heart grow fonder. So, listeners, we will be back in an undisclosed time and location <laughs> and place. Thank you guys very much. Episode 57. Can we say it? No. Episode 57.